Welcome to Common Ground. Um, we have so many talented people in our sangha. Terry, Terry Karras is a professor at the University of Wisconsin, as well as a practitioner here at Common Ground. She lives in Minneapolis. She's been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. Um, and uh, the awareness of racial trauma has been an interest to her, both in her scholarship as a marriage and family therapist and as a mindfulness practitioner. Um, she's looking at how to be more trauma-sensitive and how to practice with racialized trauma in our bodies. Um, her practice uh, of mindfulness has included lots of body wisdom practices, including yoga, tai chi, interplay, soul motion, and other body-based practices. And she's uh, written and given papers about this, as well as giving tonight's and next month's talk. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Greta. Well, hello, everybody. It's good, good to see you. I was a little surprised when I heard how many people had signed up for this. And um, let me read you the description. In this two-session class, we will use Buddhist teachings to explore our ego attachments to particular racialized self-images, especially the habit of thinking of oneself as a good white person. Supported by awareness of our basic goodness, we'll examine our self-protective strategies and the subtler cultural legacies of entitlement and superiority that we carry. At the first class, you'll receive an article to read. Actually, it'll be sent to you in the email. And an assignment, which I, I will give you, to help you investigate aspects of your racial identity. In the second class, which is October 18th, uh, we'll support each other by sharing our learning. This exploration offers a vehicle for translating our good intentions into effective action in the world to address racism. So um, I'm, I'm here partly because I find that um, preparing for a talk uh, is, is really makes me sit down and reflect and kind of do my own work that I want to do. So I proposed this topic around goodness because it's something that I've been working with myself. And um, as you'll see in my talk, I don't have it all figured out. I'm, I'm very much in process and learning, and um, so I'm, I feel really appreciative to have a community to learn in and with and to help each other. And I, I think it's important to um, ground our conversation in the Buddhist teaching around basic goodness so that we all have basic goodness that is our starting point because I'm going to be inviting us to explore and look at the places where we maybe don't feel so good. And there's a, a quote here from uh, Pema Chodron I'd like to share with you. If your mind is expansive and unfettered, you will find yourself in a more accommodating world 
a place that's endlessly interesting and alive. That quality isn't inherent in the place, but in your state of mind. All of us have access to our basic goodness, and that genuine freedom comes from going beyond labels and projections, beyond bias and prejudice, and taking care of each other. So we have this support of basic goodness, and yet we're going to be going into kind of the messy territory of our biases, our, our prejudices. Um, that's, that's the direction that we're headed. And so I think it's important to call on our support and remembrance of our, our basic goodness. Um, and I, I do trust that people in this room uh, are good people who want to um, figure out how can I uh, be, be a good use in the world in addressing the topic of racism. Um, and uh, one of the, I'm going I'm to send you in the email two different readings. Um, one of them comes from uh, a white man who is exploring, he's a therapist like I am, a marriage and family therapist, and he's exploring uh, the different aspects of himself in, in his, inner, his inner racism. And um, so that's one of the readings I'm going to be sending you, 10 pages, a little bit long. Uh, I'm going to send you another reading, only two pages, uh, written by an African-American woman uh, who's local here, Sharon Goins-Bradley. And... Um, There's a quote in the article I'm going to send you that I'd like to share right now, Um, and that article is called On Being Good. So she's exploring that topic from her own upbringing and also from her work in restorative justice and um, a particular circle that she helped facilitate with. So good evening, everybody. Good to see you. I'm curious how many people were not here for the first class. Okay, so most people were. Um, And I'm also curious, and I don't have any attachment to this, but how many people have not yet had an opportunity to do some reflecting based on your parts, which was the assignment. Anybody not yet have that opportunity? Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking we're going to spend a fair amount of time tonight in small groups, giving you an opportunity to share what it is that you learned as you did you're reflecting. And uh, I was thinking if someone hadn't yet done it, I want to make sure they get in a group where they can listen in and uh, not, you know, not have clumped together people who didn't yet do any reflecting. So uh, sounds like sounds like we're well situated. Oh, so there are people who didn't I, I thought maybe some people did it because they got it in the email or something, but you didn't do it. Okay. Is that true for other people who also weren't here? Okay, you haven't done it. 
Anybody else? Okay, so I'd say you two don't go in the same group. So before we go into groups, I I wanted, as a reminder, about our practice together. And um, our Buddhist teachings tell us that uh, although we have lots of thoughts, we aren't our thoughts. And uh, in our practice, we watch our thoughts. And um, in some practices, we just watch them and we don't give them much attention. We just let them go. Other practices, we move into investigating our thoughts a bit more. And um, what I was introducing to you last time, I would say, goes beyond strict Buddhist teaching to invite us to um, investigate uh, constellations of thoughts, feelings, body experiences that almost seem like different entities or different parts of us, and to really spend some time looking at those relationships between the different parts. And um, this is based on the understanding that when we have parts, say, that feel entitled, that there's uh, a reason for that in the inner landscape. So although you might just notice an entitled thought and, um, you know, let it go. This practice is inviting us to explore that entitled thought in relationship to what might be underneath it that's wounded or um, hurting. And so it takes us into kind of the messiness of our humanity, um, those places where we might feel shame and... um, you know, other emotions that we we would prefer not to be feeling. So maybe you found yourself in that landscape. Um, So it means it's pretty vulnerable, I think, to share. And often we might run into experiences where we don't look the way uh, we might prefer to look. Uh, we, We come up against things we maybe prefer other people don't know about us. Um, and uh, so our job uh, in our practice is really to bring kindness and um, compassion and curiosity to whatever it is that we've noticed. And the same would be true. Um, is there is there some something that's not going right? Should I, should I move it a little bit? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So as we're listening to other people, then that's also our practice, is um, to be listening from that place of curiosity and kindness and compassion. And when we notice that we're not listening from that kind of a place, you know, to notice that in ourselves. Because I think um, one of the things I've seen among white people is we, we can, because we've been conditioned into this um, comparison hierarchical system, we can get into judging. Oh, well, 
they seem like they've really got it together and they're being a better white person than I'm being. Um, so we get into that comparison mind about our reflections or about what we found as we investigated or about whatever. Uh, and of course, we could come up on the short end feeling inadequate or we could come up on the superior end feeling, oh yeah, I really did a good job with that and I can't believe that they said that. Um, so that's also part of our practice, to notice uh, if our minds go those kind of places and then can we bring compassion to ourselves and to whoever we're listening to. Um, So, um, one of the things that uh, Dick Schwartz said in the reading that I shared with you, he said, racism is not just the product of ignorance or indoctrination. It is also a way we protect our pain. And so maybe you ran into some of those protections, um, some of that vulnerability. And I'd like to welcome all the parts, whatever you ran into, uh, welcome all the parts here into the room tonight. Um, And I don't know if there's anything more for me really to say before we go into groups. Is there anything you'd like to say or ask before we move into spending time in smaller groups? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I might um, say uh, a way to go would be to each person have a turn, uh, say sharing about a protector that you um, discovered in yourself. So rather than jump right into a place where you feel like, say, shame or your inadequacy, your woundedness, to talk about, oh, yeah, I saw my my judgmentalness come out, Um, you know, and start from there, from a protector. And to hear from each person about a protector first. That that would be my invitation. Now, it's also possible somebody starts to talk about a protector and it leads into a story about how it's linked to a more vulnerable place. And if that person wanted to say a little bit more, I, I think that's fine. But I would I think it would be helpful to have everybody hear a little something from others in the circle. Uh, rather than having one person have a longer turn, Uh, to hear a little something from each person so that you start to um, kind of orient to each other. And um, it's always okay not to share, especially about the more vulnerable places. Like like you have um, parts of you that might be protectors and saying, I'm not ready to share some of that. You know, even if I know about it, I, I found out about it in my reflecting, but I don't feel ready to. And you could just say in your group, I did discover some things about what's underneath or what that's connected to, and I don't feel ready to talk about it here. So I, I think it's important to honor your protectors because they, 
they've developed out of good reasons in your life, you know, good reasons that you uh, needed protection. So um, to really go your own pace about what you decide to share and, and what you, you know, don't share at this moment, perhaps. Does that answer your question? But I'm, I'm thinking you're going to share about your reflecting or your writing. And so after everybody's had a turn, you know, sharing a little something that then you maybe go around again and see what comes up now that someone would like to share. So that um, rather than longer turns, you circulate around the circle. Yeah. I, I think that sounds great. So it's, it's less important that you label the, as a certain kind of part than that you start to have a way to look at what's unfolding in patterned ways inside yourself and in interactions. Um, I'll, I'll just um, also say, though, that many of us have protectors where, like, uh, we want to look good. So we wouldn't want to say or do something that uh, might be viewed by, say, a person of color as somehow offensive or disrespectful. And so we might be extra careful or cautious in how we interact. And I'm not saying you did that, but that's an example of a kind of protector um, that's fairly common among white people. So I, I know I myself have that protector sometimes comes out in interactions. Anything else? Yes. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that through. Um, I guess what I what comes to my mind is that uh, when a person finishes sharing, that uh, um, they might say, uh, "I'm open to feedback," or "I I." I don't need any feedback right now, and that either one is fine, because um, sometimes we actually want to hear from other people, and other times that is too much or not useful. And so I, I would uh, invite you to express your preferences, um, knowing that either one is just fine. Mm-hmm. Anything else? So uh, it's about quarter to um, eight, and I was thinking about spending, and and you can give me some input about this, but I was thinking about spending about 45 minutes in a small group. Uh, How does that sound to you? Okay. So I, and I, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about four people in a group, and, um, I don't know how many are here and if four is going to work out, but I would say not more than four. And so if a group ends up being three, I think that can be useful too. Um, And I was uh, planning to do a little eavesdropping, if that's okay. I wasn't going to be in a group, but I was going to just be sitting around and maybe picking up some of the conversations. Um, Do you mind if I eavesdrop? Because I, I could also avoid doing that. Okay. 
Um, and then I thought about 8.30, I'd pull us back together, and that way it'd be an opportunity to, you know, come together as a big group and just see what seems uh, important to say in the bigger group. Does that sound all right? Okay, so I'll uh, ring the bell when it's 8.30, and then uh, we'll come back together, and I would invite you to just find three other people who are in your vicinity uh, and go ahead, if you don't know each other, you know, to just start with your names and then to go ahead with a, a brief check-in round and um, uh, you'll figure out as a group your unfolding process. And if you get stuck in any way and you'd like me to come and consult with you, just let me know and I'll be happy to come and consult. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.